This is the Non-Typical Nation podcast with your hosts, Brody Teal and Eric Liberty. Let's talk hunting and absolutely everything else that goes with it. We're back for another podcast and Brody's got some exciting news for everybody. Awesome. Let's cut to the chase. Let's get this done. Get it out of the way. We want you and a friend to join us on a black bear hunt this spring. This spring. This spring, man. You're right. A uh, ton of bears around. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to film it for a future episode of Non-Typical Nation as well. Um, super, super simple to enter. Just go to our Facebook page, check out the contest video, follow the instructions, and you'll be entered February 15th. So in a few days, we will be announcing the winner. So get on that right now. Exit out of this podcast screen, go to Facebook, enter that contest, and uh, comment done on that post. Guys, this is our home turf. This is where we hunt. This is where we've hunted for the last, like, 10 years. There's bears crawling everywhere. It's going to be a ton of fun. I cannot wait. You know, having it's always good getting out with some new people, um, whether they've bear hunted or not before. It's always, you know, super exciting showing them some new country. And, uh, yeah, you know, might be over bait, might be spot in stock. We'll have to wait and see. We have the options, man. That's the that's the beauty of it being here on our on our home turf. We we've got baits that have been established for years, and we've got territory that we've hunted spot and stock for years. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. Um, But yeah, no, it's it's going to be good. I, uh, you know, we're going to be getting bait right away here. I think uh, the next month or so, I'm going to pick up a load. And uh, what is it, March? When can we get bait out? It's two weeks before season open. Season open April 1st or is April 15th? I should know this. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, I think it's zone dependent. I always forget to. I, <laughs> I always... I, I, I think it's April 1st. Usually April 1st, I get out there. Yeah. Get my bait out. We're going to be in Yorkton April 2nd and 3rd, I think. Yeah, well, last year we did it right after, so... Is I that what we did? I even picked some stuff up on the way home. Okay. Yeah, so that's 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 what I did. I was it was right after Yorkton last year I started baiting. Yeah, yeah. The guys at Northern Bear Grub got a ton of yeah. baits. A ton. And they're moving it already. They're taking truckloads out daily, I see on Instagram well, and Facebook. Thousands and thousands of pounds, tens of thousands of pounds. Yeah, I, I guess that's why I'm getting so antsy and excited to oh, get, get bait. To see all their delicious bait they yeah, got on their yeah. Facebook page there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'll get the bait out early get the baits rocking and uh yeah it'll be a ton of fun i love spot and stock bear hunting though too you know you will cover a ton of country and uh you know you're there's a good chance you'll see a handful of bears a dozen bears even if you get lucky in a day oh absolutely i've seen the most bears i've ever seen in a day i think 13 yeah it's a lot of bears man but we're in grizzly country so uh as of last year yeah you saw saw more grizzlies in the first two weeks of hunting yes at one point in the season i'd seen more grizzly bears than i did black bears and i could not believe it and we had never neither one of us had ever seen grizzlies before here yes and you know what else bigfoot (laughs) sasquatch this is the exact same spot you know, exact same spot. We drive right through that spot where this fella claims he's seen Sasquatch last year. Yeah, we're the new uh, Slave Lake is the new Sasquatch hotspot. Yeah, so you know what? This winner might even have a chance at seeing a Sasquatch. You think uh, you think they den up and have cubs this this time of year or what? This like right now? More? Are yeah. they denned up? Yeah, you think there might be a few more running around? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. This guy who's seen it last year, 
he was bear hunting and it was springtime. He was bear hunting, same place we bear hunt, spot and stock. And uh, he's seen Bigfoot. He's seen Sasquatch. Did and, you? And, and was, uh, was attacked or, or uh, I don't know. Yeah. Not necessarily attacked. Here, I'm going to bring this sucker up on my phone here. Okay. Slave Lake Sasquatch. Type of encounter was a visual sighting reported by Confidential. You know what? That bothers me confidential would you i don't know would, would you protect your your name if you said this or would you would you go out and say you've seen sasquatch actually have you seen a sasquatch i've never seen a sasquatch no, no. yeah no i've seen uh i've seen just the normal animals in the woods i've never seen anything antler like obsession brings them in does it yeah, yeah. <laughs> the no bullshit bigfoot game supplement the no bullshit big game supplement do you know anyone who's seen sasquatch or bigfoot or claims uh, I've met a few clients when I was guiding that have uh, claimed to see Sasquatch. Really? Bigfoot. Yeah. And see, that's that's what I like. So they are admitting to it. They're claiming where this and, guy. And people he's, from he's all says all confidential. Over, all over wherever too, you know. Yeah. It's kind of one of those weird, widespread. Everybody sort of believes it, but there's still not no proof, like no concrete proof. <sighs> oh man! But uh, you know, we're supposed to be in the heart of it. That's what this guy's saying. Witness was driving down a logging road, bear hunting with his wife and children at 9.30 p.m., which, hey, it's light out till 10.30. I think you can hunt till in spring. That seems late, but yeah, we can bear hunt even till 11 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So when they spotted what appeared to be the rear end of a bear entering the left-hand side of the cut line for, uh, for a power line they were driving by, the witness exited the vehicle and walked down the cut line approximately 50 yards to where the animal had entered the bush line when he arrived on the right hand side of the cut line poplar trees eight inches on diameter began to shake violently violently shaking poplars the witness described it as an explosion of movement in the bush next to him immediately he saw two very large hands start to part the trees and bushes with fingers approximately just smaller than a red bull can in diameter that's some big fingers man <laughs> that is some, some huge fingers next level sausage fingers so i would imagine he's probably on that new that new cut line that they just put in you think so yeah yeah that's you, where you I'm think thinking. You know exactly where I know exactly is. where this is because I'm pretty sure I've seen some big tracks around there that might not have been bears. Some big <laughs> tracks. Yeah, I've seen some big bear tracks around there. Anyways, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but uh, well, the witness described the head to be the width of a basketball with golf ball sized eyes, a large pronounced brow ridge, a large forehead with little hair. A flattened nose with nostrils the size of two thumbs side by side and matted hair. You know what? I want to get this guy on here. If anybody knows who this person is, like I said, it's reported by Confidential. Tell him to get a hold of Non-Typical Nation. Yeah, we could do I want to chat more about this. We could do the whole, um, you know, like... 90s um mystery yes. tv show we could put you in the dark side of the room <laughs> and cover your face and animate your voice a little bit and keep I, you anonymous i want to go look for bigfoot yeah i think we should go back to the same spot well i'm always looking but i never see anything with a bigfoot so uh, yeah um 
You heard, did you hear this interview? I listened to, I think three quarters of it, if not all of it. Yeah. So this was last spring and I think I, I listened to half of it. It was a I think it was an hour and a half, the audio interview. I listened to half of it and, uh, he like, he's confident it was Bigfoot. Yeah. And, and I saw, cause it was a local sort of pariah for a little while too. Yeah. There was people on there saying they knew who it was and that they're trusted, oh, trusted really? hunter and. And that they're like a person that would know, uh, you know, what they saw. I hope, I sort of hope I don't know this person. <laughs> <laughs> you what, but you just said you wanted to interview him. I know, but I, I but, uh, oh man. There's, it's a, there's a weirdness. No, like I, I would, I would prefer that it was someone I don't know for yeah. some reason. It just gives you a little. Like if weird. it was someone I knew, I don't know. Might just change your outlook of them. It might bit. change my outlook. <laughs> <laughs> so, but to summarize the story, so I did listen to the recording. I think if I get this right, he talked about he he got out to approach what they thought was a bear, right? And uh, he even had his rifle in hand. I'm pretty sure. And then he saw, you know, the 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 Red Bull fingers spread the poplar trees and look through, saw the face. And then he turned to return to his truck and the Bigfoot started throwing mud at his truck. And by the time he got in his truck, there was like mud landing on the roof. And and see, that's how I know it wasn't a bear. Yeah, I've never seen a bear throw anything. No. What else would throw mud at him? I don't know. Big rutten moose, but not in the springtime. No. A moose would throw mud that far oh, yeah. with their antlers? Or oh, what? yeah. Chuck it around. Really? Ever seen an elk splash around in a wallow? Okay, well, we know it wasn't a moose, though, because he said it had a face with and hands. And it was in the spring. And it was in the spring, unless it was just someone fucking with him. That's a bad spot to be messing around with a In bear season with him. a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, man, I've got so many questions for this guy. We've got to get him in here. Bigfoot. It had to have been. Yeah. That's proof right there. Hmm. Interesting. I want to go back to that location. I think I, I like, I know approximately well, where it is. There, pretty, wasn't there like an Al- someone did go there. Wasn't there an Alberta Bigfoot or Alberta Canadian Bigfoot yes. Association or something? Some guy actually came here. Actually, from I was just reading this article on Alberta Sasquatch, yeah, Bigfoot in the Canadian Rockies, and they went to the supposed location. I yeah, recognized it. He did a video, it. and I recognized it too, actually. Yeah. I saw that video. Like yeah. we've literally shot bears a rock throw away like, from there. Yeah, less than a less than a mile yeah. from there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, so we we've got grizzlies to look for, Sasquatch and black bears this spring. Now that raises another question: Is the Sasquatch a protected animal? Yeah, I don't know. Does or it would fall it under would like it, the bison? It's like yeah, a, it would be like an, invasive um, an invasive species. I don't know. Maybe you get charged with murder. Who knows? No, no, no. It's there in a human. How do you know? You don't know what, what it is. Well, I know it's a... If it's a Sasquatch, it's a Sasquatch. But it's got to be smart enough to avoid civilization for the last That's 150 a thing, years. Man. Yeah. They're smart. There's a few guys who've caught glimpses, though, like this guy. Yeah. What about all of our, and, what about all of our badass trail cameras we got out right now? Though? Yeah. But you know a respectable hunter who got us into bow hunting. Yeah. We got to, yeah. Let's stay vague on that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I do know. 
I do know somebody that uh, yeah, <laughs> I respect their opinion. Very, and, yeah. And their judgment a lot that says that he has pictures of Bigfoot. Yeah, and I, when this article or this news thing came out about Bigfoot, I put it out on Non-Typical Nation asking if anyone's seen or heard of anything. And there were some stories where guys like had messaged us and they were dead set that they had seen or experienced something with a Sasquatch or Bigfoot, oh, whatever you want to call it. Almost everybody knows somebody that's yeah. seen or thinks they've seen. Or so full of shit or has seen. Or there's some there's a little be bit something. of something there. Yeah. I always ask hunters when I, when I, like I always ask clients, you know, it's just one of the fun that's things to bring the, up when you're traveling back and forth. It's like, you so always you, ask. I always ask. Really? It's hilarious. I always ask about politics because... Like most people stay away from that, <laughs> oh, and be, and because I'm totally impartial because it's I, I don't belong to that country, right? So I always just ask, and because the last couple of years politics has been crazy in the U.S., yeah. so it's always a fun topic. And then I always ask about Bigfoot. It's like my go-to, really, eh? And because you always you just never know what you're gonna hear. If you're yeah. Like, so get back to that. You so said when your client seen him, or what's the deal? Yeah, there? I had a client last year. Um, or no, it's well, I guess two years ago now. He. Uh, he was from Washington, somewhere along Washington, Oregon area, and his whole family was sort of had Sasquatch involved in it. Wow. And so he, his brother, uh, apparently a week before this hunt, his brother had gone out and uh, looked for Sasquatch, was looking. He, he, he told him that he had found the cave where they were living and he was going to go in the cave and finally see see what there was to see. And so, allegedly, his brother went missing. And this guy came on this hunt, and his brother was still missing while he was on the hunt. Wow. And he was going to go look for him when he got home. Holy smokes. Yeah. And then he started telling me about this whole long, um, elaborate story about how his brother, for years, had been... They hunt elk up in the big hills, and what state? I think it's Washington. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Washington. Already? Yeah, okay. it was either Washington or Oregon, but it, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure it was Washington. And uh, they'd hunt in the big timber up in the hills for elk all the time. And these are like older guys, like the, the like in his sixties even. Mm-hmm. And his brother for years had been bringing fruit and vegetables to this one stump, huge. You know, one of the redwood trees or whatever. Well, I guess it wouldn't have been a redwood, but some massive timber tree that a logger had cut years and years and years ago. His brother started bringing vegetables there. He'd found a track. And the first time he brought vegetables, they had left, like, the vegetables were gone two days later. And there was, like, a um, a pile of wild mushrooms on the stump. Wow. And then he, you know, however long later, he brought another box of whatever vegetables or fruits and then he found like polished rocks left on this on this stump Hmm. and then he found like an animal skull on the stump and like some antlers and then and then uh right before he went missing there was this huge polished yellow boulder and he showed me a picture of it like an actual (laughs) cell phone original photo on his cell phone of this picture of this massive stone that had to have been like a th- like thousands of pounds on the stump 
Like, there was no way any, like, sort of machinery could get up on this mountainside. Wow. There was no anything. That would drive me insane. Yeah. Like, I would go insane because was, there's something. Well, he showed me, I think he showed me, like, here. nine pictures of different, like, figures in the woods. And they were all original photos on his cell phone. And, and they were all, they, like... Like, a little sketchy? Like, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty... I'm not a not really a believer. believer. Yeah. So I'm but I'm always open to whatever people can believe whatever the hell they want. And I'm interested in why you believe whatever the hell you want. So he was showing me and even like sitting there, I was like, wow, like those are, you know, pretty iffy photos of like what the hell could it have been? If if that guy was here (laughs) and told me that and showed me those photos, I would be convinced that they're is a Sasquatch or Bigfoot because that story you just told me right now. Well, and that was, a you know, like you can't, version, you can't explain some yeah. of that stuff. And then if he has photos and then his brother goes missing yeah. and he goes on a hunt and his brother's still missing. Yeah. Wow. And he was a, he's a goofy guy, like sort of really relaxed and goofy about it. Wasn't really, didn't really seem worried about the whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, on the last day of the hunt, he was like, well, I said, so, you know, what, what's what's next? What are you doing when, you know... I want to find home? my brother. He's like, well, I guess I, I got to go track down my brother <laughs> in the cave. He's like, they pre- he probably got his head hanging on the wall somewhere in their cave. Wow. And I was like, wow, you're pretty relaxed about it. He's like, well, my brother's kind of gone missing before and just showed up again, so... But looking for Bigfoot every yeah. time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Those weren't psychedelic mushrooms, were they? I have no idea. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Could just be on a long trip. Could have been. Looking yeah. for Maybe Sasquatch. He's microdosing yeah. or something. <laughs> no, I don't think that's microdosing. <laughs> I think he's taking a little farther than that. You know what? And like, I want to believe. Oh, it would be awesome. I'm always up for something and exciting. I love listening to stories and stuff. But that story you just told me, like that. That, yeah. that would sell it if this guy was here and showed me those photos. Well, he I, was confident. Like, I I, yeah. I I, told him what I thought of the whole thing, and I asked him and questions. And you still and don't he, believe it? He had an answer. Well, there's just like no proof. Just I don't. mean, I believe he, I believe that he believes that there's something there. So that's what good is, enough for me. what is proof for you, seeing a dead Sasquatch? A body or a, body, a bone, yeah. DNA of some kind. You know, every time... I've listened to, I don't know, Meat Eater did a podcast about it not long ago. Um, You know, Rogan's been on about it a million times um, and so on. But they've done tests on all these fur samples that people find and they always come back as bear or moose or cow or human or dog or, you know, there's never been any sort of scientific proof besides a cast of a foot in in the ground or... Something like that. Interesting. And like, you know, you'd find bones. They find, they find, um, yeah, you, know, you would. When Indian that bones dies, still. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I know. I want to believe though. And, uh, I would love it. It would be awesome. Yeah. I'm going to keep believing until, well, I, I, I'm not going to shoot it down. I guess is what I'm, I'm just, I'm open minded. Yeah. So if it shows up, I'm not going to be. You know, I'm not going to try and argue that it's not all, yeah, not not sure. real, right? Interesting. But I'm not going to tell you that you're not allowed to believe what you want to believe. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. You know, if we see a Sasquatch this year, maybe we'll get a shot off and get the first Sasquatch. You know, nice if I saw one, mount. I think I'm, I'll probably aim at it. 
Yeah. Ken Walker, did you see the Sasquatch that he made, like he he designed? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he took whatever fur and he actually made a life-size Sasquatch. Yeah, I think I've seen that. And he is, oh yeah, he's, like you bring up Sasquatch around him and you better be ready to hear some shit. Well, there's some people that have just like dedicated their lives yeah. to it, right? Like even, uh, like what's that Survivor Man, Les Stroud? Yeah. He went from, you know, Survivor Man to Survivor Man, Sasquatch, whatever really? edition. Does he, he, I, I've heard about it. I haven't seen I that. haven't seen it. I don't watch any television now yeah. anyway. But yeah, he's done like several seasons now on Finding Sasquatch. I think it's like Finding Bigfoot with Les Stroud or something like Interesting. that. Interesting. So what would you do if you've seen Sasquatch? Shoot. You'd shoot him. Yeah. But I've thought about it. I've spent enough time in the woods <laughs> that I've thought about it. Like... You know, I always think if I was to shoot it, I would then be so scared that the one, the one that it's with is probably just going to get me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it's all a hypothetical, but. Because they're smart. Like if there is. If they're smart fight, enough they to avoid people this, and the one's dumb enough to get killed by a person, dumb enough to get killed by a dumbass like mm-hmm. me, I'm probably not going to make it to the truck. Yeah. Well, this guy's <laughs> seen it on a cut line. Yeah. Walking down the cut line, the poplars were shaking aggressively. Yeah. And With Red Bulls for fingers. Wow. Can you imagine? No. I I mean, that's I've compared insane. bear shit to Red Bull. I always tell people that's a pretty big bear. Yeah. It's a Red Bull can. But. Bears are tough to judge. Yeah. But, but. they're shit now. You yeah. know, there's actually, you know, I've seen small bears take some big shits. Yeah, the big piles, but the diameter is what I think there's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. age of like, like a, tree. a medium size yeah. bear and XL. Yeah, really, eh? like a like a Coke can yeah. shit. That's a big bear. I've got a photo of some fresh oh, I don't know. fucking bear shit on my phone. I've probably got a hundred photos it, <laughs> of shit on my phone. <laughs> I gotta say, hunters are probably the only ones that take photos of shit. Or touch I, it. I like touch. lean down, I kick it with my boot and <laughs> flick through it. Well, this, this was this or last fall or two falls ago. And this bear had eaten so many berries, he shit it out. And there were the berries. Well, no, they were red. And oh, yeah. the berries, like, they weren't, they were still full berries. Oh, yeah. Like, he literally just yeah. swallowed it and right through yeah, they and eat, it. was just red. And uh, they eat lots of berries it. they can't digest. No, they, they just can. Pound There's them just back. so many. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. So, uh, the Sasquatch is probably hibernating right now. Black bears are definitely hibernating right now. Grizzly bears, they sort of go in and out, eh? I would say the grizzlies are probably wandering around right now. We've had some warm weather the last yeah. couple of days. Yeah. Well, you've seen one in November, late November. Yeah, I saw last one. Yeah, week. late November, yeah. With a ton it was of snow. The last out. week of November, yeah. And it was cold, yeah. Hmm. Still walking around, still well, it was it was eating on a moose a moose kill, I think. Yeah. 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 We got to uh they're shutting down a lot of zones because of grizzly bears for bear baiting. baiting yes. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, there's grizzly bears everywhere. Are we still going to be able to bait up here, you think? I don't know. Maybe they'll get rid of baiting all entirely before they even start the grizzly bear hunt again. I don't think that would be a wise decision, though. I think the grizzly so the bear reason hunt why, should open back up. Yeah, the reason why they've got it <clears throat> shut down or the baiting shut down in those zones is so you have less encounters with them, right? Yeah, they don't want people in bait and 
Grizzlies involved. Yeah, and how do you feel about that? Well, like it, south of here, where so, the Sasquatch is, and where the there's a ton of black bears, or we've seen a lot of grizzlies. Um, do you think that zone should be open to baiting? No, I think. Why not though? I think anywhere there's grizzlies, the baiting should definitely be closed right now because anytime you bring, you know, anytime you bring a grizzly and a person into a close area, especially a grizzly and a person, a hunter specifically with a weapon, if he feels like he's going to defend himself, he's going to defend himself. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to end up with dead grizzlies just, and then fish and wildlife has to take them and they get disposed of. And that's just the way it goes. So right now, because they're protected um, and people can't take the hide and they can't take the meat if they wanted it, then I don't think it should be open. They should try and minimize the interaction between hunters and grizzlies because they're protected right now. So So if they were to open it up... Everywhere we bait, though, would be shut down. Yeah, but let's keep that on the hush because there's no grizzlies up here right now, right? Like yeah. even though we've seen them all in the last year, there's still not an we want we don't want our baiting to close. That's what I mean. Like yeah. I'm okay with it because I'm not gonna shoot one unless I absolutely have to. And in that case, I'm gonna defend my life, obviously, before that thing. Mm-hmm. But that could happen anywhere. That could happen when I'm sheep hunting in the mountains and I have to do the same thing. So yeah. it's just the way it goes. But I think it would it's wise right now that it's they're they keep the ones that they know there's grizzly populations, they keep them closed because just to minimize interactions. But yeah, so you don't want to interact. You don't want people dying, but there is a lot, there's beginning to be a lot of grizzlies. Well, and so now, but I don't want people dying. Yes. But well, you know, honestly, I don't give a shit if people die because natural selection <laughs> is the best thing that's ever happened. So if it's your time to go and you're going to go by bear, then that's just the way she goes. Um, But I don't want bears to die and then be wasted. So you don't want them to be wasted. Because they're protected right now. They have to be, right? The Fish and Wildlife just yeah, that's cuts a them shame. in half that, that is, dispose of them. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, but I guess what I was saying is BC, or BC Grizzly Bears Hunting was, was shot down or ended um, because, you know, the population in the highly populated areas voted against it. So it's a very controversial season and topic and everything else. So if Alberta doesn't open it up, it's going to be political. It's not going to be because there's not enough grizzly bears. Yeah, absolutely. That's without saying. So if you have a few hunters in each zone a year shooting a grizzly bear in self-defense, you're somewhat controlling those numbers a little bit now that animal is going to waste so that's the downfall so i if there's no hunting them but the population is continuing to rise i would be okay with hunters shooting them in self-defense because now you're regulating their numbers somewhat you know what i mean but the bear's gonna win you know one of every five one of every three even yeah and then people are gonna be dying but is but, that any different than that? Like every grizzly bear I've seen this year was in the spot and stock zone. Yeah. But you have grizzlies on your bait cameras. Yes. You just haven't seen them when haven't you're there. Haven't seen them when I'm there, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think... I think they just need to open the freaking season up. For yeah, the they need to open the season. And it needs and to not be political. It needs to be practical and it needs to be... Yeah, and well, this there needs day to be some thought it put into it, it by be, some people think. that are 
qualified to have the thought. Yeah. You know, we can't let our big cities that have never seen anything but a house cat or a coyote, you know, mm-hmm. to make our decisions about grizzly bears. Well, that's why we're fortunate. We're fortunate in Alberta because a larger percentage of the population is for, like, they support hunting. Whether they hunt or not, they, you know, know there's a reason for it. Yeah. Um, like, you'll see global news and CTV news post. Actually, I just seen an elephant hunt that SCI, I think in Calgary was auctioning off and global news had posted it. And so you would expect, you know, in Vancouver or something, a hundred percent of those comments negative, but, um, you know, there was about 60 or 70% that are actually supporting the hunt. And then you had those 20, 30% that weren't, um, and that's the global Edmonton, right? So that's your, your city people. Yeah. I've been really pleased actually with the, uh, our, sort of local news at least in this part of the province about hunting because they are they do a good job of explaining what it is to people like even if the headline seems a little misleading once you read the article they do sort of a good job and that might be just because alberta's more right-leaning or whatever you want to be talk about it but um they do a good job of sort of explaining you know like for this elephant hunt it's obviously the money's they explain obviously the money's going somewhere and yeah and the whole deal of it all instead of just saying you know so and so is auctioning off an elephant hunt let's yes put them on blast and yeah they definitely did explain in the article um you know why sci was doing it and what their what the reasoning was for it but uh, i was happy to see that there was more people than less that were supporting it well and so. and i i would love to know the percentage number of our population here in alberta that hunts or eats wild game because it's got to be massive it might even be majority but, you think so eh? well maybe not know. maybe not down south because there's a lot of it's a lot private down there and yeah and sort of population is dense in the city but I like edmonton has its own hunting zone like edmonton yeah. bow zone yeah right? it's world famous yeah and huge deer right in the city yes. limits. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Let's just uh, keep Alberta the way it is. I like it. Well, other than that grizzly, they got to do something with that grizzly bear hunt. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many we see this year. Yeah. You know, last year we seen a bunch. The year before we we had got a couple on trail camera. Years before that, we hadn't ever seen any anywhere. Um, so yeah, two years ago, got them on trail camera last year. Now we're starting to see visuals of them and then also on trail camera. So it'll be interesting to see what pops up this year. Definitely be looking over my shoulder extra. Around yeah. Here. I always <laughs> knew they were around, you know, I always figured oh, there yeah, were stragglers. Oh yeah, you see tracks every now and then, but now that we're actually getting eyeballs on them and seeing them, they are magnificent animals, yeah. like just fucking stunning. I could, you know, watch anything all day, but those grizzly bears are pretty cool. Yeah, fantastic. There's just like a different. We just we're just lucky enough to be able to see them finally, right? Yeah. The only thing that's weird with me, when and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, when you see a grizzly bear, that animal does not give a shit about you. Like, no. does not give a shit. You're either a meal, or he's just going on with his day. You're just another animal because no one has hunted that animal. No one's tried to kill that animal. Where every other animal we usually see. They see, oh, that's a human. I better get out of here. Or they just don't see you wear a grizzly bear. You know, there's two things. They're going to continue on with what they're doing or they're going to come after you, you know? Yeah, I always say uh, black bears size you up and grizzly bears or black bears look at you 
and size you up and grizzly bears look through you yeah. and decide whether or not you're worth the energy. Have you had, I don't know if we've talked about it on here. Have you had any like run-ins with black bears? Black bears? Yeah. Oh, I've had hundreds of run-ins with black bears. No, like, like heated moments with black bears. Um, no, I've challenged them myself. Um, you know, to try and spook them off a of bait or even to try and push them off a trail or something. But, uh, no, I've really gotten to know sort of how to read black bears, yeah. at least so I think, and mm-hmm. I've been right 100% of the time so far. So knock on wood, it stays that way. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, for me, it's easy to read sort of how they're reacting to me, and I sort of, I don't know, I obviously give off the right sort of energy to know that I'm not a problem for them. And, yeah, no, it's been good with black bears. That's good. Even yeah. on baits and everything, like I've never really had one sort of I've I've had them stand up and, you know, try and look big back to me and everything, but they always I I never pose as a threat. Yeah. And I'm just sort of I'm doing my thing, you're doing your thing and keep it that way. Yeah, I yeah, uh, when they get comfortable at that bait and they know you're there, it's tough to even get them out of there sometimes. Well, they just lay down like a dog and yeah. wait for you to leave. And that's I don't mind that. I like it like that because then they know that I'm the guy filling the bait. And I'm not a threat. They don't want to, they're not going to want to maul me. Yeah. They just want me to get out of there and it's fine. You can stay there. Yeah. As long as you're not encroaching when I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, and it's, it's the fucking big old grouchy bears that are king of the fucking castle. They're the ones that you got to worry about. And you know, I actually don't mind a bear at the bait when I'm there, as long as it's not, like I've never been on the bait. I've never come into the bait to bait and had my target bear there. So, so what do you do in that situation when there's a bear at your bait? So and you're I, walking into it. I walk in. I usually walk in if it's a very active bait. I walk in without any bait first. I go and check it. You know, make sure everything's good. Make sure my stand's still up in the tree and everything's where it's supposed to be. And I have a gun just for protection. And, you know, I'm also making sure there's no grizzly there at the time because that's the main concern in the last couple of years that we've had the Montreal cameras and everything. And then I go back, make a trip for the bait. So this is when I'm doing it on foot. Obviously, if I have a quad, I sort of just pack a little my first lighter load so that I'm still hands free. And I bring bait in on the quad the first go and sort of size everything up when I'm there. But when I'm walking in, I make a trip in first empty handed. Yeah. Hmm. And so, yeah, when there's a bear there, um, I just sort of want them away from my barrels. I want them, you know, 30 or 40, 50 yards away. The further, the better, but I still want to be able to see them because bears, all they do, they'll do it all day long. I've seen it. Yeah. They just circle the baits, right? That's all they do. They do it all day long. They'll leave. You think they're gone. You think, oh, that bear is gone, whatever, even if you spook them. No, they're probably 50 yards in the trees somewhere you can't see them. And they're yeah. just, they're going to come in from the other side. And they're like, holy shit, there it is again, right? Yeah, for and sure. And they do it all day. So I actually like when a bear lays down and is there chilling or if it's just standing there, sitting there watching me, because I can then know if another one's going to come in based on what that bear's doing. For sure. Watching its eyes, watching its ears, watching the way it's turning its head. Yeah. Because exactly. it hears better than me. It knows what's going on. It can smell other bears. And if, if it spooks, then I know there's something, you something know, big. something to be worried about maybe. Yeah, without a doubt. That's awesome. Yeah, they're just the coolest animals to watch. 
You know, all animals are cool to watch. That's what's so awesome about tree yeah, stand Yeah, just hunting. the best thing about bears is that we get to interact with them so yes. much. You know, it's not like a deer where the deer sees you and it's like gone, gone. right? Gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to this spring. I've beaten that down quite a bit on this podcast. Oh, for sure. And and I think that, uh, you know, we I think we do a pretty good job of explaining baiting and that it's still ethical and all this stuff. Yes. But the biggest thing is we still respect bears and actually we respect them so much that baiting is like another just another factor in it you know yeah like we've said it before you get to watch the bear forever oh that as is. long as you want you get to size it up you make sure you you're picking the one you want a mature animal you get to make a good shot they're preoccupied it's just well, it's a good way to do it yeah and honestly like whatever animal it is i am 100 percent for baiting whether it's wolf whether it's black bear whether it's you know white-tailed deer um i am all for it because if you have a bait you have a camera you know what's coming through um like you said you can judge those animals it gives you time so you know when we shoot bigger bears they've all usually been on baits you know when you're spotting stock hunting it is it's tricky to, to judge a bear oh yeah because you don't know if it's standing in a pothole you don't know if it's yes. standing up on the mound you don't know if it's in tall grass and you, you might know? see 10 bears in a day and then some days you might see nothing all day and then you see one and you're so jacked up because you've seen that one and it's go time right where when you're at a bait, you sort of know what's going to come through. Um, you know, if you're hunting a bait with deer, you know there's going to be bigger deer than that buck that came through. So you hold out for the big one. And yeah, I'm I'm 100% for it. And that's... Well, and in the moment, you get a more ethical opportunity, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, and our, guy, our guys in Saskatchewan, like southern Saskatchewan, where they can bait, right? They, they put out the antler obsession all year round it creates a safe space for those animals they know what's in the area and uh you know they sit on that bait all season and they wait for that big one because they know that one's there he's going to come through where uh you know if you're spotting stock hunting um you know you're going to have a lot less mature deer shot more young ones and uh you know if it means you can have a kid out there and see 10 deer in a day i think it's just a win-win-win all the way oh, around for sure absolutely yeah. but uh yeah i don't know and they're talking about it here in alberta so we'll have to wait and see yeah but no it's it's in motion definitely it I is think. have yeah. you heard anything no i just it? not anything new i mean just that they're they're pushing for it they think that it's gonna bring it's gonna bring a lot more opportunity to the outfitting industry here yes because in alberta there is such a high deer population but there's such a low you know, big deer kill rate because yeah. we live in the bush. Like you're lucky no matter if you're running stands and baits or, you know, you can run baited cameras, you can bait trails, but you just can't hunt over bait here. Okay. Yeah. You can still pattern deer, you know, people do all kinds of crazy shit. You know, they do um, like food plots and stuff like yeah. that. And that's, there's ways to work around it. So it's legal, but there's still, it's still a roll of the dice because they're living in the bush yeah well and that's like at the shop here we get you know 60 deer a year and 75 percent of those guys you'll talk to them and and uh you know they you just got to cover ground that's yeah. pretty well, i've much been driving only, around for three days and yeah, then i finally and then seen that's it yeah. pretty much the only way to do it right um and so you know what's better driving around in your truck all day long um or sitting somewhere at an established bait site and you know well, you just think, right? We live on the edge of, well, Slave Lake. There is no private land here. 
No, so, none. You know, you see a deer in your hunting spot, that deer crests the hill and goes up over the mountain, and it could walk in a straight line for days and days yeah. and months and just be in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Never to cross a highway, never to cross, you know, maybe a pipeline or two. Oh, yeah. But, you know, gone, right? Yeah, it's unreal. And like this hunting season, I sat in a stand on what I thought was like the, the perfect trail. And the problem within that dense, dense bush is there's not like one, two, three, four, five trails they use. There's 500 <laughs> trails yeah. everywhere, right? And so this is thousands of square kilometers of just bush. Like as you you go up in the air, it's just trees as yeah. far as you can see. And from where your tree stand is, if you were to walk into a straight line, as oh, far yeah. as you wanted to go, you could, you would be I could be go gone. a thousand kilometers, 600 kilometers. And never cross a highway, never cross yeah. a road, just be in the middle of nowhere. So it's not like you're hunting a giant field where you see that buck when he comes out at half a kilometer away. Yeah. And you got to pick which corner of the field to see. Yeah. In. No, yeah. this, like you can see 30 yards ahead of you, 50 yards ahead of you. And that is it. And you got to hope that in this this thousand square kilometer area that this deer is going to step out in that 30, 50 yards. Yeah. It is freaking tough, man. And I sat for, I think it was like 160 hours added up. And then one weekend I said, you know what? I'm going to hunt cut lines. I'm going to go check these cut blocks and, and hunt those where I can see a little bit more. Um, and, you know, I had some does coming through, some very, you know, spikers and stuff like that, but nothing worth shooting. Um, but that just, it is so tough to hunt these mature whitetails in this area and that's why the outfitters are really pushing for this because they just can't compete with saskatchewan or bc or anywhere else yeah where you can it's bait. still it's still you know from my perspective it still costs the same to run a hunt here as it does in, in saskatchewan okay but we can't you know an alberta here can't guarantee no um you know massive deer because it's not over bait yeah. they can they can show you the deer the big deer they've killed over the years but it's not the same as having you know them them set up for you yeah 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 so yeah it's tricky it is tricky but hey there's big deer around you know we we get them in here oh it is uh, and i and i hope i hope it moves forward i hope it does soon yeah and uh i hope yeah i, hope I looked at the proposed changes for this year and it wasn't on it on the list um but i don't know if you know, no it wasn't it for the regulations anyway. yeah i don't think so no but it, yeah, it, it so the next uh, couple of years maybe yeah I'll i'm see. hoping in the next few years it's gonna be yeah in yeah. motion yeah it would huh. be good yeah yeah for sure well i know the guys in saskatchewan they've been pumping that you know big game supplement out by antler obsession right now and it's been working wonders for them creates a nice safe space for those animals so you create that safe space this time of year when they need those nutrients and they're going to hit that spot all year round. So yeah. you create that now, set it up somewhere where other hunters aren't going to go come hunting season. You know, you know where they're going to be. And that's what these guys have been doing like the last year and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, no, it's been working really well for them. Yeah. Really and it's well. good for deer. Extremely beneficial, high in phosphorus, calcium. Um, you know, everyone knows antlers are made up of phosphorus. So if you provide additional phosphorus, you're going to have, um, you know, higher bone density, you know, a few more inches, a few more non-typical points. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff. It's and got those protein pellets. Moose go crazy over it. And I think 
why the moose and elk go crazy over it is because of the molasses and sugar beet in it. So it's got that sweetness, eh? And um, yeah, the moose go insane over it. Insane. And um, the elk are crazy for it. Oh, elk too. Yeah. Like I've got guys ask me um, how often to put it out. And if you're using it for deer, you put it out every four to six weeks. Elk, the problem with elk is you'll get a herd come through and they'll stay there for a week and they'll just dig that ground up. Um, so if you got elk in the area, you want to put it out every couple of weeks usually. Um, but yeah, the elk go insane over it. And that's the issue with elk is they'll come through in herds, right? So you'll have a dozen or you'll have 20 or 30. Um, so, so they go through it a little quicker where moose, you'll have three or four or two or one come through, right? So a moose, you can still get away with putting it out every month. But uh, yeah, that supplement is super, super beneficial this time of year. And I just heard... The turkeys love it. Turkeys, yeah, yeah. There's a guy in Manitoba who's got gobblers all over the place, and he's been putting it out, and they've just been going nuts. So he's going to send me some trail camera photos. And that's awesome. That's unreal. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's sort of cool. But uh, we'll have to try it out in Sasquatch, see if he likes it too. Yeah, and you can find that at nontypicalnation.org. Nontypicalnation.org, right? and we have a promo code, promo code podcast. Yeah, promo code podcast, 10% off, I believe. Nontypical.org. Yeah, yeah, check it out, guys. And yeah, our website, <laughs> we've uh, we've added an article and blog section. If you haven't checked it out, please, please check it out. We've got uh, five or six writers who are writing some great stuff for us. We're releasing one or two articles every week. Um, so the writers, it's totally up to them with what they want to write about. And uh, they've got the freedom with that. And uh, yeah, you know, it's been driving a lot of traffic to our webpage. A lot of people have been enjoying them. Uh, we got the podcast on our webpage. We've got some sneak peeks for our TV show. We've got a lot going on. So check out nontypical.org. Yeah, and more to come. More to come. We've got that Yorkton trade show. We mentioned that earlier. Yes. So yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get a, a big booth this year. Uh, we're going to have a lot of space. We're going to film some film and record some live podcasts. Yeah. So if you're mm -hmm. uh, if you're interested, anybody, <laughs> if, you're, interested, if yeah. you're interested and interesting, and you think you might be a good addition to the podcast, well, maybe just uh, maybe hook up Nautical Nation and uh, see yeah. if. If you're going to be at the Yorkton show, maybe we'll make something happen. Yeah, that Parkland Outdoor Show, it is one of the biggest hunting trade shows in Canada. Um, and it's a ton of fun. We went last year. We had a blast chatting with people, meeting different people. Um, went to the banquet as well, and it's all for a great cause. I think it's the... Uh, it all goes to North American archery. Was it Outdoor for Kids? No. Was, is it Outdoor it? for Kids? I think they were doing yeah, something. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, our, I think people had a blast at our booth too, man. Like our yeah. booth had a crowd all day, every yeah. day. <laughs> it was rocking. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have like triple that space this year. So we'll have we'll have some room. Uh, you know, guys can pick up some antler obsession there. We're going to have a whole bunch of non-typical nation swag. Um, we'll have a TV rolling through some highlight reels, maybe giving a sneak peek of what's going to air on Sportsman Channel. Uh, we'll have a little table set up where we can record some podcasts and, and yeah, it's just a weekend of just, you know, chatting with different people and meeting people and it's a lot of fun. And it's a great show. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of good stuff going on there. I think they're having an elk calling competition this year. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Yeah. So Steven Smith with Smith Game Calls, I think they're sort of spearheading it and, um, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, they are also doing, 
that archery dodgeball yeah, tag. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. So they're going to have like a whole gym set up for that or what? I, I don't know all the details. You know, I'm sure you guys can find it at the Parkland Outdoor Show Facebook page or web page or something. But um, yeah, I don't know where they're doing it. That's cool. Yeah, maybe in the arena. We might have to put arena. in a team. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have enough people there. We yeah. might have to put in a team. Yeah, we're going to have a few guys there. A few of our writers are going to be there. Um, you know, myself, Eric. Uh, I think Jordan's going to be there. Tommy might come up from Pennsylvania. He might be there too. And uh, we'll have some nice tax for me there as well. Yeah. So. so if you're in the Yorkton area, swing by the booth. Come yeah, see come us. on by. Send us a message if you're going to, and maybe we can meet up sometime along the way or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's a good one. I enjoy and it. We have a lot of our great sponsors are, are there too, right? Like yeah. APA was there last year. Yes. Uh, Old Smokes was there. Yeah, he's going to be there. Um, Kodiak LED was there. Yeah, Badlands. Badlands and Steve Smith Game Calls, he's yeah, there. Yeah, they'll all be there. That's awesome, man. <laughs> We're just missing Geopack. Geopack, yeah. if you're listening, come up to Canada. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we'll even go moose hunting. Right on. And we've got a new line of seasoning and rub. So we've got a meat rub and a big game, wild game seasoning as well coming out. So that's going to be out hopefully in the next month or so. So we will have it at the Yorkton Trade Show. We're going to give a whole bunch away and you can buy it there as well. So watch for that, guys. I just tested some out today. I tested the rub out on a mule deer uh, ribeye and uh, it's damn good. Yeah, it's, it's really to die good. for. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, <laughs> literally, it's uh, it's a sweet and smoky flavor. And so we did the rub tonight, and yeah, it was good. And then the spice is uh, a sweet, salty, with a little bit of heat. So uh, it's going to be a good one, too. Awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I'm i a horrible cook. Are you? No, I, no I'm not. Man, I just don't I'm cook. I'm an awful cook. I don't cook. But the, um, like even just, I will cook, but yeah. if somebody else is cooking, I'll eat. Yeah, for sure. Like even just cooking steaks, I don't know what it is. I just, I struggle. I overcook it or I undercook it or something. I can gather the meat, bring it in. (laughs) But when it comes to like, like the cooking aspect, I'm just not good. No, I can, I can cook. I'm, I, I don't know. It's easy to follow instructions. Are you a good cook though? Oh yeah. Really? eh? I think I am. You cook a good steak, a good uh, tenderloin. Yeah, anybody that's I've ever cooked for has never had any issues. So. Right on. Well, I'm looking forward to a good meal one of these days. Yeah. Well, on the bear hunt, maybe I'll be cooking in camp. Yeah. Come yeah, on that bear yeah. hunt. Yeah, that'll be a ton of fun. I'm really looking forward to having some new guys up here and chasing some bears. You know, we'll yeah. sort of decide if if it's going to be a spot and stock type thing or or a bait over bait. Um, That's the beauty of it. We have so many options, and uh, we can work it out. And yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just lots of fun. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be... a chance to see uh, Sasquatch. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, man. This guy swears it was up here. It'd be good to have him here and chat, even on the phone, if he can call in. It would be good Let's talk about this. to have a, a Finding Sasquatch non-typical nation episode wow. if we actually got footage of Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You Interesting. Know? Well, even if we don't get footage, I'm sure we could put something together. We could probably put something together. <laughs> I think last, our first year, we put together a hog hunt and we didn't have one clip of a hog. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, we had well, we had a partial kill video. Yes, that, that's this, you know, and that's the struggle. Just with amateur filming. videography well, right filming there. your hunts, man. Yeah. Like I was talking to a guy about it today 
And I don't, I would never push anyone or even suggest for anyone to film hunts. Like I just don't do it anymore. I used to be like, yeah, let's film our hunts. Let's do this. Where now, no, like I, you're going to, you either ruin your outlook on hunting. If you, you either have it or you don't, and you either want to do it or yeah. you don't, there's no middle ground. Well, the issue is, is the camera, you got to you got to hunt with that camera before you hunt with your yeah, weapon. I was going to say, you have to put the camera first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's an issue with, with everyone. A lot mm-hmm. of people, like if you don't have meat in the freezer, you got to get an animal down. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. It is. And we're, you know, we're still learning a lot. Oh yeah. Uh, but we've been fortunate. I think this, this season we'll have, uh, 10 or 11 episodes airing. So it'll be, it'll be good. I think we're, I'm on editing episode seven right now. So, we're, uh, we're on track to a, a good season. And you know what? I struggle with self-filming all year long. Yeah. And I, but I love it. Yeah. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. I've had, you know, I try and take people with me. Hey, you can film for me or whatever. But it's just never quite what you want, you know? Yeah, there's, there's a lot to learn when it comes to filming. And uh, there's, yeah. there's just... And there's something about having that out of the box sort of thinking to get that angle or to yes. get, to be there when it's like, Oh, something's about to happen. Let me get that shot. And like even if it's as simple as stepping in a puddle and your boot splash in the water, that cameraman's got to like yes. see that before it happens and want to capture it and put the effort in to capture it. Yeah. And I think what the problem is like, even if it's someone who has filmed before and knows what they're doing, when you're the hunter, you're expecting to get some shots and that guy might get shots that you aren't expecting to get, but then you probably won't get the shots that you were expecting right. to get. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're sort of let down because you were expecting it this, but you didn't get it. But that guy is good. It's just he it's had a different, different idea for You got to have, you got to have like a linear style and the people just got to yeah. work together. And that are, you know, our style and non-typical nation is self-filmed hunts. Yeah. And I, I love self-filming. It's, it's a struggle. Um, like the, the just, elk hunt we did was it's just easier overall though. You know, there's less stress oh, yeah. about it because you're like, okay, I got it or I didn't get it or, but there's some things you just, a... you can't do. Like, how are you going to film a spot and stock mule deer hunt in Saskatchewan with a bow on a camera? Mm-hmm. Like very, very tough, very difficult. You got to sneak in on that animal. You got to get your camera set up. Then you got to get up and get a shot. And that is tough. Um, like our elk hunt. Um, that's going to be an episode as well. Uh, there's two of us, but I was self-filming myself while we were hunting um, and then, you know, filming Steven as well and whatnot. And that was a tricky one. Those spot and stock hunts are tough to self-film. Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah, you got to get your camera set up and then you got to get in tree. You either got to try and get in front of that camera or make your shot while still keeping the animal in the Very frame. tough. Yeah. So yeah. what we did is we had called this elk, like we were right in his kitchen and he came in and uh this is heartbreaking man like i've been editing this episode for the last this is week you, and you it missed. bothers me yeah. so much and so steven like i've watched this 15 fucking times and so steven's like get up here get up here so i go up and i pass him the camera and so i've got the gun and he's over my shoulder almost a perfect frame the elk's right there my shoulder's right there i shoot and i go right over his back and I thought I got him because he spun around, he slipped, and then he he ran off. And uh, we walk up there and just heartbreak on my face. No Can't cigar. Find him, nothing, right? <clears throat> I had and one of those two this year, though. 
Yeah. And so that's how we did it. Like, it was nice that I had him there. But I guess what I'm getting at, if I was by myself, you know, this elk was in some super dense bushes and uh, there's no way I would have been able to shoot and film that thing. So, you know, self-filming has its challenges. You are extremely limited. Um, But, you know, if you got the drive to do it and if it's if you're bound and determined to do it um, where there's a will, there's a way. We really got to experiment with maybe teaming up here in the next few few years. Yeah. We uh, somehow we've totally avoided hunting with each other in the yeah. last couple of years. Yeah, you know, I I think what it is is you and I were both we're probably we crazy schedules too. Though, yeah, well that, but we've like you you have your way of hunting and you yeah. love like like you enjoy hunting so much by yourself that you schedule all your weekends for what you're going to do during the hunting season. And yeah. that's how I am. I, if I have 10 weekends to hunt or eight weekends to hunt, I've already got those scheduled pretty much before yeah. the season starts, you know? And then, so, so come September 24th, I'm like, Hey Eric, come, come deer hunt. And you're like, no, I'm going to the cabin. Or you're like, Hey Brody, come elk hunting. I'm like, well, no, I'm going here. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's so tough. But yeah, like that hog hunt we did, I think, yeah, we did the hog hunt together. Yep. And have we did maybe, have we, I don't even know if we've done any bear hunting together. No. No, no we've never even sat. We've built and stands hunt, and we've, we've built yeah, stands we've built and we've baited. To hunt, never them, actually them, hunt them by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that hog hunt was a ton of fun. And something like that, now you're getting into that spot and stock hunting again, it is extremely beneficial to have a cameraman. Um, the goose hunt, the goose and duck hunt we did this year, um, I I knew I couldn't film oh, it by you, myself. Yeah. So I hired a cameraman and he did a great job and, and we got that done. So yeah, there's some hunts that that you just can't self-film, but our image for Non-Typical Nation is sort of a self-filmed type, uh, oh, absolutely. type thing. But uh, and that's what I'll always revert back to. I mean, yeah, like, even my sheep hunt, you know, the episode from from two years ago, it was a team effort. All f- all three trips were, you know, three or four people. Yes. But I filmed all of it all yeah. myself. And yeah. it's just because that's I knew what I wanted. I knew what I expected of it. And I knew the footage that I wanted to get. So I was just I'm doing it. Yeah. And you don't want to you don't want to be a burden on someone to have them film you oh no and on the sheep hunt like that was such a torturous trip as it was yeah like i felt bad for just like inviting people and i openly (laughs) invited them it was never like hey you need to come yeah but i felt bad the whole you know every step i was hurting i knew they were hurting you know probably a little bit more yeah so yeah not to not yeah so i packed a gun and i packed all the camera gear and yeah it's just the way she went and that's just it like i if I do go hunting with anyone, I'm they I'm not even gonna ask them to film because I yeah. don't want them to because it's just not gonna be enjoyable for them. I'm not gonna get what I want. Um, so you know when you need someone, I'd rather hire them because then now this is their job yeah. to do it. Um, and then you don't feel as bad. But you know but, it works. And, out but like- then they enjoy it because then they're getting paid to go hunting and film you. Well, yeah, exactly. Where if you just say, hey, Joe, come along with me, film my hunt. Um, well, then he's spending a day. Yeah, he's hunting, but he's not really getting anything out of it. He's running a camera. So, uh, yeah, it's sort of a balancing act. But I think I think it would be best. good. Like, um, it, it would be good for me and you, I oh, think, to yeah, do it. Because sure. anytime we've gone out, you know, 
if I'm doing something or, or if you're doing something, the first thing I think of, well, I could be taking a picture of yeah. you or I could be no, taking a, a video doubt. of you. And we've done that and it all seems sort well, of we natural. Know, we know what we want and we know and what we need. Yeah, and we know what we've done in the past and sort of just keep repeating it. And yeah. that's what's great about like like hunting with Ryan. Yes. I, I love hunting with Ryan. He's yeah. hunted with me for the last five or six years. And he's his schedule is crazy and he's a little bit, you know, <laughs> does, doesn't... <laughs> Care to reply sometimes and all yeah, that Yeah, wasn't stuff. he supposed to be on the podcast tonight? Yeah, or one uh, of these days? I don't know, one of these nights. I'll get around <laughs> to it. I think there's some UFC fights going on tonight, oh, so yeah, he can't yeah, be bothered. Yeah. But um, he's great because he's always thinking of, you know, taking a picture of me. And that's like, I have so many vi- self-filmed videos of me talking. Yes. I have maybe enough pictures to count on my hands and, and feet of yeah. just myself doing something. Yeah. Like, there's not... Because you know, I can't take, I can't step away, set my timer up on my camera, walk away, and then take a picture of myself every. You know what? I make it a priority every time I'm out that I get one photo of myself, and that I try and do like just one promotional photo or something. I do the like same thing, like as taking one photo of myself, yeah. but it's always the same shitty selfie. Yeah, like, I've, and I've, they're all just terrible, and I'm like, oh, I'll never post this. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, oh yeah, I've got. 10,000 photos of my camera reel that I'll, I'll never post, but yeah. I try and make it a priority to set the camera up on a tripod and get a photo of me doing something. Um, it's just, it's good to have rather than the regular selfie yeah. type thing. Oh yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I know the self-filming though, is, it's a lot of fun once you get into it, but I, I would never suggest it to anyone because it's a, no, unless you know, you're crazy like us. Like, yeah. Yeah. It uh, takes up a lot of your life. You know, you got to get up an hour earlier than the hour earlier you're getting up for hunting anyway. And you got to you film your hunt. You got to charge you gotta everything. You got to come back the next day and you got to film yourself walking in and out of the bait five times, yeah. climbing up the stand. <laughs> and then you got to watch all the footage and then you got to curse it the fact that you forgot to hit record or certain Oh, time man. Or, yeah. Yeah. We've had a, I've had a few incidents like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, me too. That's what happened this year with my deer. I thought I hit oh, record really? and I didn't. Oh, and it's no. just the way she goes. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. You're missing yeah. a shot there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I even, some... try, I even tried to recreate it and it was just like not the same. Yeah, I watched, I, was... uh, I went through all your stuff and there was one intense moment when you're hunting elk in the bush and you had a bull screaming right back at you. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Did I see it? I don't think so. Or was that someone, think... was that... Because there were bushes moving all over the place. Was that you walking into the camera? I'm not sure. It would. I, I don't know. I don't know, know which clip you're talking about. I took okay. a lot of fucking yeah, yeah, footage yeah. this year. Interesting. No, yeah, there was a, was a there was a couple it. videos of of uh, elk screaming back at me though. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you got a, a beautiful hot spot there. I got a couple moose, deer. I got a couple. Yeah. yeah. They're all over the place too. Wow. They're every direction. Yeah, you can yeah. Think of. That's awesome. That is I'm, awesome. I'm nomadic. I don't like to stay in the same place at all. That's why I never, I hang a tree stand every year and I've never sat in it in the last three years. So. Yeah. You know, I've like, I've got three or four different spots for deer and whatnot, but I always like all season, I hunted the one spot. I always hunt the spot that is usually the most active. And my issue this year is I just hunted it too much yeah. i over hunted it right and so that's when i should have been utilizing those other spots that's how i get but i think i under hunt places because i'm just like oh i should go here oh well there was nothing today well maybe i'll go try there yeah and then i feel like i'm just like sometimes i'm like oh i'm jumping around way too much and i just need to like 
stick to a place. And often that's what happens is after the third or fourth day in the same area, yeah, you finally sort of figure out everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tricky. I got to get out and get some new cameras out and stuff here. Yeah, me too. But it's busy. And that's like this hog hunt we were chatting about. I was going over the the, cal- the calendar tonight at supper time and like we're going to Edmonton a couple days next month and then we got the Edmonton Boat and Sportsman Show and then we got another thing going on and then we got the Yorkton Show. So we got to figure out a weekend soon where we can get out before yeah, we we're gotta all do clogged right up. with. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to go uh, go uh, get my bow figured out here next weekend yeah. maybe. Okay. Yeah. So Did you get a hold here. of those guys? I uh, I sent them an email. They they want a date to like figure Sweet. everything out, which makes sense. Awesome. Um, so I'm just sort of letting my work schedule smooth great, out in the next great couple guys days. To deal and with there. I'm gonna fly over to Bigger and see uh, Nabal at APA yes. and get a bow made. Awesome, up. man. Yeah. Awesome. Have you got a hold of any of the other guys? Um, no, I haven't just because I don't have a date figured out just yet. Yeah, but yeah. yeah no, I'm going to talk to Charlie. I'm going to see if any of the guys in Saskatchewan want to maybe I am Statue super glad to meet. hear. Yeah. Super glad to hear. I was thinking of that tonight on whether or not you got a hold of them or not. Yeah. No, we're going to get something going. You know, they're just getting off of trade show season. They're at ATA and whatnot. Yes. And, and yeah. I, I don't remember who replied to my email, but um, they said, yeah, we're doing shows. So just give us a date. We'll figure something out. We'll make it work. And nice. uh, yeah, we're going to tour the tour their spot and Sweet, see their stuff man. shoot all their bows and uh gonna make a little production of it and maybe we'll even do a little podcast when we're there nice so. that'll be awesome yeah. i'm super glad to hear that yeah we're gonna you're gonna love done. that bow man you're gonna love that bow i got you know i started with uh uh a bear i think it's a bear attitude it was called and you know i killed a few bears and stuff with it and a uh, good bull, fully adjustable. That's what you want to start with. And uh, I think I was drawing back like 50 pounds. It wasn't much. And uh, this new APA, I jumped up to 60 and it's smoother and easier to pull back than that 50 pounder was. And that just shoots like an absolute dream. And right out of the box. So they uh, chronographed it and figured out what the speed was there at the factory. And it was like 700 or 300 and I think, uh, 27 or 17 or something like that just a super fast bow light it's 28 inches limb to limb so it's small and uh, yeah i love it you're gonna love yours and they have uh, all those awesome features you know they have that yeah. whole tool kit right on the bow they got broadhead knife sharpener yeah rent broadhead wrench knock wrench um what else is on there they have a carry handle yeah it's um, unreal what do they call that system? It's it's like it's got a oh, the you timing. Uh, yeah, they have the you quick fully timing, adjustable, fully adjustable the cam timing. Yeah, and they also I think that's called like micro adjust or something. Yeah, their new technology. Yeah, we shared a video on our Facebook page about it. Yes, it's pretty cool. And they, they actually won an award at ATA with that. Really, this yeah, year yeah. in twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. yeah. And then they also have all of their bows are, uh, uh, you don't need a bow press for them, right? They no. have that special pin slider Yeah, that fits right in the bow. You know, you, you have a string come off or you need to change something or loosen it off. You can do it right there in the bush and that anywhere. Is, yeah. So when you're sheep hunting and you're 20, 30 kilometers back and something yeah. happens to you your You drop bow, it or slice it on a rock or whatever. You, and you can gotta, hopefully yeah. fix her up there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and they're the, awesome The bows. best part about APA Canadian made, baby. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, home of the Hanson Buck in Bigger Saskatchewan. Right there in Bigger Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yeah. Nice place. Fields as far as you can see. Yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to go and see nothing again. That's awesome. It was a fun, fun <laughs> trip to York. How far is it from here? I think it's about seven hours. So. Oh, that's not bad. No, not bad at all. That's why I'm just so thinking. Yorkton's about 11 or 12 for us. Yeah, I'm just going to take the weekend and just fly there. Yeah. Do the thing and, you know, take a whole day while so I'm there. So you Saturday, take Sunday? My time. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then just come back and <coughs> and uh, I might buy a bow right there if there's one I really want. Or yeah. I think I'm maybe going to get them to custom build me it. up and build it and ship it. That's exciting. But I want to shoot all their bows. I want to see what they got. I want to see what fits me. And uh, I just want to talk to them, hear the story, yeah. and maybe we can share it with everybody too. Super cool, man. I look forward to seeing that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I want, I got to get my target just set up in the shop, shop here. I can shoot, I think it's 25 yards. Yeah, I was going to ask you about this. Like the shop has to be almost 20 yards or at least. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's 22 yards or we something. We just got to, we should shoot like before every podcast. Yeah, that's or what I did yeah. last. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. Hopefully my wife isn't listening to this because she already says it's too long. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, you know, I set up the target in the back wall and then shoot from the other wall. And yeah, I think it's yeah. 23 or something like oh, that. Right on. I haven't shot in a while. I, and i bought a new release too i got a thumb release so i'm I itching play with so that. bad man i've been it's been just driving me crazy since like well since i put my bow away in october yeah because i love just shooting all year round i've yeah. always shot all year round this last year because i've been having issues with my bow i just not it's not worth putting the time in for me right yeah. now so i want to get this bow early oh, i want to get ya. it you know early february or even before the end of january here Start shooting. Yes, get it right away. And awesome. get it dialed in. Be pumped about it. Have it all set up and and be ready for bear season. Awesome. Be ready for hog hunting. Yeah. Yeah, we got to... Uh, yeah, so figure out when you're going and then we'll... Uh, if you have another free weekend, we'll plan this hog hunt. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I just... We were running low on, on that pig meat and those pigs are so much fun to hunt so oh uh, i'm so to excited to go back i've wanted to go back for the last couple of years it's, yeah it was awesome it's a cool experience it's a yeah. tough hunt too it's oh, it not was, easy. that's the best part about it is it wasn't very easy. Hard. that's what i loved about it i remember so much. like the i wanted one more day when we were there yeah. last time because i felt like we just finally figured you were out. angry i was yeah you were that angry. last night me and ryan had him figured out we had five opportunities and just couldn't land a shot and it was like oh we finally figured him out and yeah. then we had to leave but you know tommy got one he did yeah and you guys got a nice blonde bear yeah on ryan the way out did. the next morning we yeah. did yeah that was his first bear and yeah the landowner told us he said if you see any bears he said yeah. shoot them there Take is them. so many bears and sure enough we just leave the property and there's a blonde bear right on the edge yeah. of it and ryan cracked at it that's a good story we yeah could, i could tell that story real quick yeah yeah and i i actually we filmed it so you if you did. go to our youtube channel you'll see uh is it a short video it's on, it's on there? there yeah yeah it's filmed with your uh your old camera that was it, zoomed like into a, like 150 oh, yeah. It was, um, I was, I was on the gravel road and these guys were all the way in. We were like 600 yards. Long ways. <laughs> yeah. Tell the story. So we were rolled out of the hog camp and, uh, yeah, we were still on the, on the property there and I was like, oh, there's a blonde bear standing, you know, on the tree line. And so we pulled over and, and, you know, looked at it through the binoculars. It was just feeding on the edge of, on the clover, on the edge of the tree line and, I ranged it at something like 700 and, I don't know, maybe almost 800 yards. That's what it was like from that. the road? Yeah, it was a long way. Wow. And uh, we got out and we started walking towards it and it didn't even didn't even look at us. The wind was blowing good right in our face and uh, he didn't even know we were there. So got Ryan all set up with the gun, you know, we started walking in 
And this is all, I think you have the video of us sort of creeping oh, through the, the whole field. Thing, yeah. Yeah. So we made about, we made it into about 300 yards and then the bear seen us and he kind of looked up, didn't really bother, went back to eating. Uh, we walked in another hundred yards. It was about 150 and I'm just running the range finder for Ryan. <clears throat> and, uh, we laid down, got set up and I think it was like 200 and some yards, something like that. And he wasn't comfortable making the shot. He was too excited. You know, he hadn't even killed an animal yet. This was his really? first big game animal. Yeah. A blonde bear. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so, you know, the bear wasn't alarmed at all. It, it was still just feeding. It was pretty relaxed. So we moved in like another 100 yards. And I think I think when he killed it, we were at about 125 yards. And on the video, it seemed like you guys were 20 feet away. Yeah. Yeah. It and I remember like seeing you the video. were so because, close. Yeah. And so we actually had to sort of circle the bear because of the way it was feeding. We wanted to just stay out of its eyesight. It turned its back to us at one point, And then we cut a, a sharp circle. And got into like 125 yards and then we laid down and it was in, I think I, like a hay field or something. Yeah. So there was like six inches stubble. of brush stubble sticking <laughs> yeah. up everywhere. And it was wet. Like by the time we got to the back of the field, there was like an inch and a half of water. Wow. And so we found this little mound that was, you know, not laying in the water. And I laid down, Ryan laid down beside me. He's like, I can't get steady, you know, above the stubble. So I said, okay. We didn't have a pack or anything with us. You know, we're just yeah. in jeans and a t-shirt, really. And uh, I said, okay, we're going to lay, I'm going to lay down and you're going to shoot off of my ass because that was the only thing yeah, high yeah. enough. I didn't want him shooting off my shoulder yeah, or anything. No, for sure. So he rested the gun on my ass <laughs> and I said, you tell me when you're about ready and I'll hold my breath and then you do your thing. Wow. He cracked the shot off and that bear didn't go 20 yards and piled up right on the edge of the trees. That and, is awesome. Yeah. We hauled That's a really nice got bear. Tan. Actually, you made a you, you made a rug, a rug for him. Yeah, An open mouth rug. Yeah, awesome bear. Beautiful blonde. You know, transition that has a cinnamon back goes right into blonde yeah. feet. It's a beautiful bear. Yeah, those are awesome. And good eating. We ate it. It was a good bear. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Those uh, those bears that you can get in the right off those fields that are pretty much grain fed. Those are good ones to eat. Yep. You know, we we eat them all. But uh, the first bear I tried was where I elk hunt. And we were with Amy's aunt and uncle, and uh, they had shot a few nuisance bears because there's just bears everywhere destroying crops. And uh, and they cooked some up, and it was the first time I tried bear. And from there on, I'm like, I got to keep some bear meat when I kill these bears. And that was pretty much a grain-fed bear, and it was delicious. Yeah. First bear I ever killed. Um, actually, you guys did a rug for me too. I was, I don't know, 16 maybe. That was a big bear too. It was a really big bear. And do you so, have the skull on that? Did, yeah, we did the skull on it. Yeah, it what was that 18 go? and something, I okay, think. Or 18s. no, almost 19. 19, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and we were surprised. I think you messaged me and you were like, hey man, that, like the skull is actually pretty okay, big on this yeah, bear. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I just turned 16 and, you know, bear hunting, I'd always ask my dad about bear hunting because I yeah. had an uncle that did it once in a while, but I never went with them or anything like that. And so I always asked my dad, you know, why don't we hunt bears or can we ever shoot a bear or whatever? And he's like, oh no, they're gross and stinky. You don't yeah. want anything to do with that and all this stuff. So then I started, you know, getting into hunting a lot, especially when I turned 16 and I got my own vehicle and everything. So I really want to go kill a bear. Yeah. So I said, dad, do you want to go just drive around with me just come for a ride you know you can show me some of the oil roads you know and you know take a gun if we see a bear we see a bear 
So we're probably gone, you know, 25 minutes. We're driving down the road. And we're actually driving right through the Sasquatch area. Yeah. You know, same spot. Same spot. I drive by it a million times every year, hunting, whether I'm hunting moose, bear, deer, elk, whatever. I'm driving right by there. And uh, here's this big old black bear standing up on the hillside. So pulled over real quick. I got out. I sized him up. I knew I wanted him. Picked him off. He ran up over the hill. We got him. Um, you know, we got up to the bear. And then my dad goes, well, what the fuck are we going to do with this thing now? <laughs> like, we couldn't lift it either yeah. one of us. And, you know, my dad, it's a, he's a big guy. Yeah. He couldn't, we couldn't pick the head up. We couldn't even barely roll it over. And wow. It was eating on the edge of a an old road that, you know, it was caved in or whatever. It went up over the hill and crawled into, like they always do, um, the worst hole I could find. Yeah. Which was like a pickup sticks of burnt timber. So just a total mess. You know, you're walking up over trees that are at your yeah. waist and it's just crazy. And this bear had climbed over before it had died, climbed over and into this pile of trees. Oh, wow. So we realized, you know, we can't get a, we can't even get a rope down here. There's no way we're dragging this thing out. We're going to skin it right here. So we start moving logs and everything. And, and then we start skinning the bear. And when we opened the bear up, the meat was actually blue. Really? And the inside of the skin was tinted blue. And so I started, like, I looked in its mouth. His old mouth was blue and everything full of blueberries. And, you know, the pile of shit that came out of him when we yeah. flipped him over was all blue. And by the time we finished skidding him, his whole body, his whole meat had this blue tinge to him. Wow. But the catch, and I'll never forgive myself for this, was that I didn't do enough research before I went out okay. and shot this bear yeah. about eating it. And now with the way I am about eating my bears, I wish I would have. Yeah. Because... A blueberry bear is said to be by a lot of people. Yes, I've heard the that too. best big game meat on the face wow. of the planet. And right? that meat was blue. And particularly the blue meat of a blueberry bear. Yeah. Like when it is that color. When wow. that is their like ninety-five percent of their diet or whatever. That is too cool. I've never noticed that. And so that was I've never had a bear. I've killed bears on blueberry patches yeah. since then and never had a bear that color. To the point where, like, the actual inside of his skin, like, yep. not as like his fat was purple, his skin had like a blue tinge to it, and then his meat had a blue tinge to it. Hmm. But I never took one shred of the meat of that bear, and that was just because the tradition of my family with my dad was you don't touch bears, you don't eat them. Yep. Like, he was. <laughs> He was angry and upset to even be skinning the damn thing that night. Oh, like yeah. He, he had a million better things he w would rather have been doing. So. Yeah, I also in that similar area, we got a fall bear uh, two years ago. And see, it was eating blueberries, like it was in a blueberry patch, but his meat wasn't blue. But uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. I've never eaten a bad bear. I have skinned bears that I somebody else's bear that i wasn't planning on eating anyway and yeah. known that it was like yeah you're not gonna want to have you seen thing. worms and bears like seen i visually haven't seen them? not up here okay far. so we had john the trapper we've talked talk about him all yeah. the time podcast was, episode yeah three. he was is that what it is three episode three yeah he was helping us out at the shop here last year and uh he was skinning a bear head and he pointed out the ear. He said, hey, there's worms in this ear. And I looked and you could literally see the worms in this bear's ear. I have seen worms here in the shop. 
Oh, really? I and have. Berries? Yes, I have in the oh, shop. Okay, but I've never no, I've never seen them like on my own hunting or guiding or anything like that. And but I, I don't have know skinned if them I've... here in the shop and seen them. And I've only seen them when guys have pointed them out to me. I don't know if I'm just like speeding through things, not seeing them. But I re- remember that time John showed me, and you've probably shown me then before too. But I've never skinned one of my animals with worms. Me neither. Um, not before. one of my personal ones. Yeah. No. Interesting. And me, we were, it's funny, we were talking about this tonight at when we were having supper for whatever reason. <laughs> and Amy was on a moose hunt, wasn't with me, and they had got a moose and they were grounding up this meat and there were like little pus sacks, it looked like, and they were full of worms. This moose was just full of them. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So did they, what did they, so what they did, they literally picked them out and it took them like three days to go through all this meat and everything and they had so they, they had to get rid of a bunch of did it did they ask anybody about what it was i don't know or? i have no idea this was a long time ago before i knew her but yeah it's, well, it's still been, here so. yeah exactly <laughs> you know and yeah i don't know you don't hear people dying from no you don't really meat. hear about anything and then like i that. was thinking i don't butcher my animals so if the butcher was to like would the butcher tell you? Well, if it was something, <laughs> should, if yeah. it was something to be com- concerned about, he should. But are worms anything to be concerned about? Do we hear depends or on what, see? Well, it obviously depends on what it is, right? Like they talk about um, trichinosis with bears, yeah. but you never hear anything about any worms or disease with. And worm, I've heard that you know ungulates. trichinosis is possible in bears, but it's pretty, like at least yeah, it's not really. Like you, you could probably eat bear medium rare and be okay. Yeah, okay. but then again, well, Renella got it. But yeah, it was good. but then again, I know people that have gotten it. At the, the meat same time. eater. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. You know, I love eating my bears, but I cook the damn thing. Yeah. Like I'm supposed to. Um. But you know, like some of our fish have worms, and you can still yeah. eat them. But. You know. So that's what I mean. Like it's probably still edible with the worms. And actually, she had mentioned that to me that. Once you cook those, those worms are done. Like once you cook that meat, the worms are dead. Or if yeah. you freeze it. If you it freeze too. it for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So I don't think you'd have anything to worry about. But yeah, I've never. And actually, yes, this is how it came up. We were eating our steaks and someone at the table said, is that a worm? <laughs> we looked at it and we're like, no, it's not a worm. And then that's how we got onto this topic. And then I thought, have I ever seen a worm in any of my meat? And I haven't. Like, I don't recall it. And even skinning bears and stuff, I've never seen a worm other than when you or John have showed me in the shop here. Yeah, I've never seen, I've pretty much butchered all my deer. And I've never seen a worm in anything like that. I've found shotgun BBs in deer and weird stuff like that. Arrowheads and and stuff but no, yeah i've never yeah, i found bullets in animals yeah i found quite a few yeah like surprising and, yeah. bears bears surprisingly really, bears eh? have yeah like a lot of times i get a bear where you know either somebody has killed it or i've killed it yeah and then i find you know another hole or a interesting a fragment of a bullet or yeah something yeah wow bears are tough animals yeah yeah well, hopefully Hopefully we can have you and a friend up this spring for a bear hunt. We can be cooking some fresh bear meat as we're. That's my favorite. Fresh, fresh, fresh yeah. salt and pepper backstraps off a bear. Yeah. Over a fire. And you're thinking, you know what? You got to cook the whole thing well done. 
Yeah, but the way I do it, yeah, you won't know the difference. Right on, I'm looking and, forward to yeah, that. You'll fucking love it. Yeah, you're a good cook, you're saying. I am so. a good cook. I think I'm a good cook. People tell me I'm a good cook. How else are you going to know whether yeah, or not you're yeah. a good, good, good cook, right? So. Right on, right on. Well, man, let's wrap her up. Where are we at? We're almost an hour and a half. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's good. Thank you guys so much for listening. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And remember, please enter that contest. Go to our Facebook page, follow the instructions, and enter to join us on a black bear hunt this year. Come hunt with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We look forward to it. If you listen to our podcast, you know, you'll, it's quite clear that bear hunting is one of our favorite things to do. One of our specialties. Yeah. 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 I would, I would say it's a specialty. Every year we get Absolutely. several bears, right? So, um, yeah, you know, we love it. We're in, you know, the, some of the best bear hunting in North America is where yep. we are. So we're pretty fortunate that way. Um, but yeah, be sure to enter that contest, follow the instructions, do it, comment, done, and you'll be entered. February 15th, we'll have a winner for that. And uh, check out our Facebook page, our web page, the blog articles, and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye-bye.